live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. With me today is our editorial director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Greetings, Colonel Foley. Also with us here today is our wonderful producer, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello there. Well, we are continuing to promote the war cry in our podcast, and we thank you for being a faithful listener. We're uh, expanding our audience and more people are joining us, and we have a lot more podcasts lined up for the future. We thank Elizabeth for the good work that she's doing. We also, right at the beginning of this podcast, we want to introduce you to another podcast that's available through our publications and program department, and that is the Battle Line podcast with Captains Matt and Jamie Satterley. Captain Matt is our National Youth Secretary, and Captain Jamie is the editor of Peer Magazine, and Elizabeth um, tags along with that one. It's a lot of fun. They've so far put together two, and I think they're in production of the next one. Uh, By the time this hits the airwaves, there'll probably be a third one out there for you. But the Battleline podcast, we want to put a word in and encourage you to give that one a listen. It's uh, it's it's something, Jeff. We've uh, we're starting to give birth to all these different podcasts. Yeah, and we got the personalities to do it with. It's very entertaining. It's very entertaining, and uh, I found listening to it, Elizabeth. I learned a lot about Elizabeth. Oh yeah. my gosh, did you? And, yeah, and I said, I think we need to bring Elizabeth. We need to get her more engaged in our the two men, two old men in the balcony conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that. Uh, that right. Jeff, you and I do. Well, in this particular podcast, we're exploring the December issue of the War Cry, which is traditionally our Christmas War Cry. So we have a lot of, of different things that we want to talk about in that issue. Uh, we continue to make our magazine during this pandemic. We haven't stopped since uh, the pandemic hit us. And Jeff, we've talked about it probably too many times, but I I can't tell you how proud I am of you and your team and for what you guys are doing and continue to do to bring words of hope and inspiration through the War Cry magazine while while in the middle of this, uh, well, let's just say it's a period of of time none of us want to repeat. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's it's great work we're doing. Um, And I have a quote here that I think you'll understand. You know, the ancients had something as good as to say, those old guys. This is, I don't know if I said his name right, Epictetus or something. He was a Stoic philosopher. Nothing great is created suddenly any more than a bunch of grapes or a fig. If you tell me that you desire a fig, I answer you that there must be time. Let it first blossom, then bear fruit, then ripen. So certainly our work involves, you know, a lot of planning, forethought, intensive effort. So we hope it pays dividends. And you have time to go after the Greek uh, philosophers. Look at you. I'm so (laughs) impressed. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's all I read by him, by the way. (laughs) Well, well, don't stop there, you know. But we, uh, we've been receiving a lot of good feed- feedback. Uh, as, as many of our faithful listeners and readers know, we've been making some slight changes uh, to the war cry, and there's uh, some more changes coming. Uh, sometimes the feedback isn't 
always positive, but I would say nine times out of 10 or nine and a half times out of 10, it's it's been very, very, very well received. In fact, we're recording this episode. Uh, Jeff, I'm in my fifth location uh, now that uh, <laughs> being here at, at NHQ, there's a big <laughs> remodeling going on and uh, I'm in a, another temporary office. So, uh, and you're, you're still, uh, broadcasting from, from your home, I think. Yes, right? I am. Yes. In Fairfax, Virginia. Yes. I'm still in my remote little shelter here. And Elizabeth, you're, you're still doing the same. You're broadcasting safely from home. Live from my living room. It's very interesting. I was watching, uh, uh, college football game uh, the other night on ESPN and uh, both of the uh, broadcasters were broadcasting from their own homes you know, several thousand miles away from where the game was going on and the football game's happening. There's nobody in the in the stands. The officials and you know all of all the people, the the players, are there. Uh, but it was really it's just sort of surreal to see, you know, how we've all had to pivot, and make make these changes to try to bring some normalcy to our lives. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Elizabeth? You feel normal today? I feel pretty normal today. Good, good. You know, and as we were doing this um, leadership training, and one of the concepts presented was the idea of swing, which is something that um, crew teams uh, get uh, get into a rhythm together when they're rowing, and they call it swing. And I think, Colonel, with you helping us, I think we're maintaining our swing through this difficult period. Well, I think what, what it's a, it's the coxswain, right? The one that that uh, yes. yells at people, and <laughs> right. I, I don't know what they 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 kind of yell, you know, in uh, get it done, you know, like, <laughs> stroke, stroke, stroke. Right. I, I don't know what what they say. I I try not to yell at people, but you know, I think uh, this uh, our listeners will like to know that. Uh, when we start working on the Christmas issue of the War Cry, it, it's a it's a shorter version, uh, but it takes us longer to produce. Um, and Jeff, what what are some of the reasons uh, that go into us uh, starting the issue in July like we do? The main reason is we we distribute this at the end of September so that. Salvation Army locations have it well in time for the holiday season so that can be used in any ministry, outreach, uh, food boxes, any campaigns, any um, visitation they they get involved with. Uh, So as a ministry tool, we try to get it in their hands. Also, of course, we're working with schedules of the general who contributes to this and the national commander. um, And we do try to arrange special artwork for this issue. So that all takes planning. Uh, well ahead of time. So we're our deadline for submissions for that is six months before the December 1 issue date. And even as we're recording this and the war cry has been uh, distributed, uh, obviously during the pandemic, there's some different challenges that are going on in, in many of the locations that the Salvation Army would traditionally go and take the magazine. But we would encourage you to think of different new and exciting and creative ways. We often, we just, re- we just today, we had, had, uh, a group reach out to us and ask us for bulk copies, somebody that's not within the Salvation Army. Uh, there are other uh, agencies and, and people who read our magazine. Jeff, one of the things I like about our magazine is that it's it's really, I mean, we try to make it uh, 
I think this is intentional. Maybe it's not intentional, but the shelf life of these magazines can last a little bit longer than past the season. True. And we are using acid-free paper, so it has a good shelf life. It lasts. And also, I know that printers are environmentally sensitive. They're using soy-based inks and, and recycled paper when they can. So, you know, there's that added quality to it. But you're right. Uh, there is perennial content in there that speaks to people where they are. I just want to talk a little bit, um, and not to beat the whole pandemic to death, because we started out in March, and it was, you know, flatten the curve. And, you know, a lot of places throughout the, the country were doing that. And then, you know, it kind of loosened up a little bit. And as we're recording this, the, um, the vaccines haven't been uh, released to the public yet. They're getting closer on those. And then there's this this spike up, and people are encouraged to kind of um, uh, forego their holiday traditions uh, this year. It's even affecting the work of the Salvation Army. Thus, we have hashtag Rescue Christmas going on, um, which we'll talk. We talk a little bit about that um, in the November issue of the War Cry, uh, but we we will talk a little bit about that later in this. But Jeff, I was just thinking about you know. The, the holiday time, it's it, it, it's one of these one of these occasions where it hits people in different ways. It, it hits them with incredible happiness and fun memories, and it hits people with uh, remembering the fun memories that you had with the people that are no longer here. And you know, not to get all Debbie Downer with it, but the holidays do affect people in all kinds of different ways. And I've been thinking about it this year, in particular, how this holiday has just had a great, great challenge for the Salvation Army uh, across the country, across the world, uh, to make some adaptations. And I'm, I'm really proud of our organization and, and some of the things that we're seeing uh, that, that that's happening. But I'm just reminded, I, I wanted to ask both you and Elizabeth, just maybe if you might just share what, what, what's been one of your um, holiday traditions and maybe something that you're going to do this year in light of the pandemic that, that might become either a new tradition or, or a, a, a temporary tradition tradition. Yeah, that's a really good question. I've been thinking about that. I, you know, I'm already prepping myself to uh, withstand the onslaught of commercialization by offsetting that by just giving more at this time of year. Um, just, uh, and I think, you know, this is certainly, many of us are exp experiencing adversity during this time, but in that adversity, there is a chance really to um, focus more intently on the season of Advent leading up to Christmas. Uh, at the same time, keeping in my prayers uh, all that the Salvation Army personnel are doing across the country you know, distributing, they've distributed millions of food boxes to needy individuals and just, you know, coming up with creative ways to respond to this pandemic. So those are a couple of things on my mind. Uh, we usually, you know, go to a church service on Christmas Eve. I'm not sure that'll happen this this time. Um, but I'll be sure to connect with family on, on uh, Zoom or some other medium, because uh, that's certainly, we all think about family at the time, at this time of year. Elizabeth, how about yourself? Well, this is the first year I'm not going home for Christmas. 
So that's a tradition that's going to be broken this time around. Yeah, because if you go home, I mean, it's very complicated where you live oh, yeah. to get back in. Super stressful. So we're going we're gonna to be safe and I'm going to hang out here. That's wonderful. But I'm going to drink lots of eggnog and it's going to be so much fun. Oh, are you, are you, you're a big eggnog person. I am an eggnog enthusiast and I actually hmm. already had my first. Wow, you're early. But I did not have any nutmeg. Oh, well then that's, you, you obviously got to get some nutmeg and just keep drinking. <laughs> I got to yeah. get in the game. I might also put Charlie Brown's Christmas on a loop and just run oh, continuously, yes. you know. You know, one of the traditions that I've done over the years is have, I, I bought one of those uh, probably about 10 years ago. I bought one of those Charlie Brown Christmas tree things. You ever seen those? Like they come in a triangle box. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's just a real simple, Elizabeth, you know what I'm talking about? It's Charlie it's Brown. The cute, the cute little trees, the little thin guys. Yeah, the little little things. Yeah. And, and when we moved, when we moved here to uh, Alexandria a couple of years ago, I, I have not been able to find it. It's just driving me crazy. So, and we're not doing any uh, Christmas decorating in our offices this year, just because of I'm I'm in sharing office with three other people, and it's and sometimes we're here, sometimes we're not. It's just all all different. And my, you know, I've had a, a myriad of all kinds of different experiences as a Salvation Army officer and with my children as they were growing up and, you know, service on Christmas Day, and, uh, feedings and meals and all that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, this year it's going to be a little different. Um, it's just going to be my wife and myself and my youngest daughter lives in the area. So we we allow her into our bubble. But, you know, Jeff, I, I just I just keep thinking, you know, like even in my own life, my holiday traditions have they've they've morphed and they've changed and we've made the most of it. But I think, you know, here is here is something that is important. It was a verse I ran across this morning uh, in my devotional time. It's from Isaiah 40, verse eight. And this is the simple reminder that the grass withers, the flower, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. So, you know, these, these kind of epochs that we're going through, this season of the pandemic just seems to go on and on and on. There's going to come an end to that. Uh, and then there's going to there's gonna be a tradition that will end, and you'll start another tradition, or you'll do this or that. And I think, you know, Jeff, when we're kind of thinking about our lives and the seasons that come to us in life, uh, there's there's only one thing that really remains strong, and that is God's word, and that is what we are in the business of here at National Publications and Program is to bring about God's word uh, to remind people that there is a sure hope, there's a solid foundation, and that we can find that all in the good news of the gospel. Boy, that, that's underline and put an exclamation point on that. It's so true. And, you know, I was heard a sermon recently about, you know, you go through those times when you drift away from the Word of God. You don't really connect with God. You think, oh, you know, why bother, et cetera. And then you just start to feel kind of um, divided against yourself inside. So there's nothing like God's Word to focus on, even through adversity, yeah. So let's uh, remember, my friends, uh, during this Christmas season, though things are kind of weird and, uh, you know, we're going to get through it and 
Uh, I mean, I don't want to have another Zoom or Teams call or wear another mask or put more sanitizer on my hand, but that's the fact of life right now. We'll get through this, and there's good news on the horizon. But the good news really in our hearts is that the, that uh, Jesus has come into the world, uh, joy to the world, and we have the opportunity for new hope and living hope in our lives now and the life to come. Well, Jeff, let's look uh, briefly at, at some of the things in uh, this issue uh, of the war cry, uh, Christmas war cry 2020. Uh, you want to lead us through just briefly and help? Sure. Uh, sure. I mean, uh, the general in his article, Peace Be With You, tackled that the fact that the this year has been one of the hardest to deal with. It's been unique, interesting, and challenging, he says. But, you know, he talks about uh, he's calling people to be people of peace. Now, I know that word peace is overused, but, you know, we, as, as Isaiah proclaimed, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he is the source of peace. And if we can fix on him and understand why he is that, what he brings to us. Um, anyway, that's what the general is advising and calling us to do in this issue. We did a, uh, we recorded earlier today, uh, Elizabeth and myself, we, we did a little voiceover for the, uh, the online uh, war cry and on Facebook feeds, Instagram, whatever. And we used, we just pulled, uh, or Elizabeth did a great job pulling out three of, of the general's paragraphs. And hmm. so, um, so I just read them and, and it was very it, just to read them. I was reminded of of hope. I was reminded that we do have uh, the peace that passes all understanding when we allow the Holy Spirit to really reside in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And and not to you go know, sugarcoat things. The commissioner Kenneth Hodder, the national commander, talks about uh, research showing the social media generation is one of the one that feels most alone. Um, and he urges, you know, given that loneliness tre- tends to trend upwards as people increase in age, such an uptick among younger adults is a cause for deep concern. And he, he speaks to people's emptiness. And exact, that's exactly where the gospel meets us in, in our emptiness. So that's another rather on point article in this Christmas issue. Well, that's something that we can uh, unpack, which I know as we turn into 2021, we are making an emphasis on uh, some holistic helps to living. Um, and and one of that is trying to help people stay connected with, with others. And uh, the, the pandemic has sent a lot of us into our caves. And those of us that are introverts, we've been very comfortable staying there. But we really do need, in this age of high tech, we we need high touch, um, to quote John Nesbitt, an old book uh, back in the 90s. Um, you know, more than ever, we need to make sure that we're being intentional and reaching out. Just don't assume people are making a connection or they're even actually talking to uh, a, live, a live person or an adult person, you know, um, I, Jeff, I don't know how some of these parents are doing it, where they're working from home and their their kids are, you know, going to school. Some of them are in f- on four different computers throughout. You know, I mean, it's just what a grind this is. But um, uh, this is this is really a time for us to be intentional about being connected to others. Yeah, indeed, and 
really thinking about the impact we have on others and, and trying to be positive in a, in a tough time. And then in this issue, Colonel, you got to go close to the North Pole. You went up in the into Alaska. And it's really a fascinating study in just a, an outworking of the Army in Alaska, you know, kind of indicative of so many things the Army does that, you know, go under the radar, but that are, you know, community-based and reaching people who are remote or not necessarily in the flow of the common culture. Um, so that, you know, that was an interesting piece you did. Yeah, that was, uh, that was probably one of the most interesting things I've done since I've uh, been, you know, the editor in chief and, and partly was, uh, that was, that was back in the day when I was doing a lot of travel. Um, and I remember, uh, getting up there was a real challenge uh, with delayed flights and all kinds of different, you know, weird arrangements and stuff. But how blessed I was to spend time with the divisional commanders there, uh, Majors Brackenberry and uh, their staff, and to have have the opportunity to witness and to participate in a what's been a 50-year-old-plus tradition with the Salvation Army and the, the um, Reserve uh, Air, yeah, I think it's the, the uh, National Guard, the Reserve National Guard in Alaska and going to a, um, a couple of very tiny uh, remote villages where they distribute uh, toys into these places where there's just a few hundred people living. Um, I remember riding, I had the opportunity to ride in a Black Hawk helicopter and it was like zero degrees outside and um, the sun was barely up and we went into this little, we landed in this little village and we rode sitting in the back of, of a guy's pickup truck in sub-degree, sub-freezing sub temperatures. Uh, it, was, it was pretty rugged and, um, but it was uh, I think that article shows an awful lot of smiles and happiness and the warmth uh, that came out of that. And it's just a privilege to see what the Salvation Army does in collaboration uh, during Christmas time with all kinds of different agencies. And here it was the military and, and civic officials in these little tiny villages and in the uh, kind of the northwestern part of Alaska, about a two-hour plane ride from from Anchorage. Uh, yeah, that was that was quite a memory. Yeah, you know, one thing I appreciate about you, Colonel, is you're multifaceted. So in the in the Christmas issue, you have an article hearkening back to uh, your you know early days of Christmas and those uh, surprise presents that you'd get. And you know, you've you've always main, managed to maintain uh, interest in, uh, in in a multitude of subjects and and pursue personal hobbies. I just really admire that. Just wondering, Elizabeth, do you? remember as a child Christmas Day and, you know, kind of walking in your parents and forcing their eyes open with your fingers and telling them to get up and get down to the tree? I absolutely remember that, fucking them at like 6 a.m. Yeah. Totally hyped because clearly I had already gone to the living room and seen the presents from Santa. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, but Colonel, you focused on um, that uh, a gift that made a big impact on you. Yeah, it was my first uh, model train. Uh, set. I always remember that and I always remember and great love for my dad who uh, helped me put it in a, uh, a kind of in a permanent kind of setting uh, with a four by four piece of 
plywood, real. Th- I remember it was real thick, like three quarter inch plywood, real heavy. I was a, I was a small scrawny guy. It was always hard for me to move that thing. Uh, but I had that train set for many years, and Jeff, I think you know I'm I'm still addicted to model trains. Uh, my wife says no more books and no more trains in the house, but somehow I sneak them in, and uh, I love playing with my trains and building the models and need to spend more time. I think it's important. I, I mean, I've, I've covered that before uh, and I covered it in, in the rest for the rest of us book. I think it's important for people to have hobbies and do something with them. And some of the hobbies that we have, they don't need to be very, you know, uh, expensive or anything like that. But this, the, the train thing brings back a lot of memories and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, visual association uh, with with uh, toys and at this time of year and you never the, the great thing about toys is toys are relatively cheap you know not the stuff that there's a shortage of you know what I mean like the most popular toys but um, toys bring out that sense of playfulness in us and and Christmas uh, brings that excitement to life. I could imagine Elizabeth, you just jumping up and down on the bed of your parents. <laughs> I got four. It was a morning. party. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah. What's on your list this year? A, a, a drone? Okay. Uh, to be honest. For who? Elizabeth? Yeah. I found this incredible llama table. <laughs> it's this wicker llama. And it's just so cute. I, I, I'm, I'm without words. I, I, I yeah. can't even, I'm trying to picture what this looks like. Okay, Did you stumble on it or actually find it? <laughs> I found it on the internet and it just spoke to me immediately. Mm. It is just so sweet. I don't know that would you put on the table. Well, we'll have to do a follow-up when we yeah. record our January episode to see if you got that llama thing. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. my, uh, my daughter was asking me the other day, you know, like, what do you want for dad? And what do you want dad for Christmas? And I'm just like, nothing, you know, just be happy and sp- donate your money or buy your mom something. And then, mm. cause I don't know. I just, I just, um, I, th- that kind of happens to you, Jeff. I think when you get a little older, you're like, yeah, you don't worry, save your money, you know? <laughs> And I, I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of over. I'm already over all the material uh, uh, hype. Uh, that's always been a challenge. Anyways. Okay. So also in this issue, you know, you think about the Christmas and all the, oh my goodness, all the traditions and everything. And then we have an article in here about Mary, did you really know? It talks about um, one mother speaking to Mary as another mother and talking about, you know, how how did she know that she was giving birth to the savior of humanity? And, you know, here's this uh, divine event occurring in a, in a stable, in a, you know, remote part of the country, of the world. And, you know, out of uh, not in the sight of Kings and leaders, but, you know, a very humble beginning. So it kind of brings it down to earth, you know, the whole incarnation idea. So there again, I mean, the one thing about Advent is there's so many different theological themes uh, and topics to explore, and the incarnation is this this miracle. And you know, some people interpret it, you know, as a myth or 
didn't happen, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, or, or you just kind of are ignorant if you kind of believe that. And you're never going to change those articles. But when you delve deeper into the word, and this, this article kind of helps us uh, understand that it, it's, it's essential to our salvation that Jesus came to us in the manner in which he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that he has such humble beginnings reminds us that he is for for all, for everyone, um, inclusive. And I think the army, of course, the army reflects that in its work, trying to be inclusive, non-judgmental, um, serving without discrimination. We want to give a shout out to our community relations department here at National Headquarters, working in conjunction with all of the uh, community relations departments in the divisions and the territories throughout the United States. Uh, they started in this past summer and have been working very hard uh, trying to figure out uh, how to make Christmas happen uh, this year, knowing and forecasting that we would probably still be in some challenging times. They, they were able to come up with this slogan, hashtag rescue Christmas. And I know in, in a, a near future episode here, Jeff, we're going to be having a discussion with uh, uh, Dr. Dale Bannon, who is our uh, secretary for community relations here at um national headquarters, but we have this hashtag uh, rescue Christmas happening. And what, what are some of your impressions of what you're seeing and hearing so far? I just, uh, I'm so impressed with uh, the concerted effort um, that Dr. Bannon and his, and his group are, are making, you know, with videos and, you know, getting uh, media time to, to announce the need that the need is greater this year than ever um, due to the pandemic. And uh, the army is trying to, uh, you know, maintain and remind the American public that service is a big part of the tradition of Christmas and giving is, and of course, Americans are generous um, by nature. Um, but the awareness that the army is uh, making known that the need is greater is certainly um, a refreshing reminder that we're in all in this together. I've been very impressed with uh, the commitment some of the corporations have made to the Salvation Army, and we have um, a longstanding positive relationship with the Walmart uh, Corporation. And this year, they're they're allowing the kettles to, to where we're able to put kettles. Out, uh, to be out uh, sooner, and they're doing a roundup at the um, at the register, where you can you know donate extra uh, cash that way to the Salvation Army, and it's already uh, proving um, to be very effective. I, I, Jeff, I just think in the back of my mind, you know, if we keep doing God's work God's way, God can't help but uh, bless bless the work uh, that that the Salvation Army is doing. And we're challenged with that, making sure that our magazine stays on, on, uh, on task, uh, that we keep the clarity uh, of uh, the, the gospel uh, in the forefront, in uh, the, the message of the gospel in the forefront of our, our thinking and our writing and, and producing. And I commend you and thank you for uh, the leadership you're giving as the editorial director, uh, weaving um, us through each of these issues 
so uh, thank well, you. For, thank you. Thank you for producing another uh, excellent um, copy of the, the the Christmas War Cry. And uh, did you have any closing thoughts that you might want to share with our listeners about? Well, thanks, thanks so much, Colonel. I mean, you're right. The uh, vision, the focus. You know, we we do what we can, and then we put it in the Lord's hands and hope that He directs it and uses it as He as He sees needed. Um, and we have a highlight in history in the Christmas Christmas issue that deals with the history of the red kettle as a Christmas tradition. And it's, uh, you know, it's a part of the American vernacular. The It's an iconic presence that the Army has. But thanks to our community relations folks and the Army at large and our leaders, that, that is uh, transitioning to an online presence as well. So people can donate online. And uh, and raise awareness that way and share, share the message through Facebook, et cetera, that uh, the uh, need is great and the uh, opportunity to give to that, uh, to, to meet those needs is available online as well as uh, the traditional red kettle. Well, we thank you for giving a few moments of your time to listen to this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. We want to uh, encourage you to subscribe to Fight for Good for wherever you listen to your podcasts. We also encourage you to subscribe to The Battle Line, our newest podcast. The Battle Line is all about youth culture and how we're engaging in it. And uh, we, we hope that you'll find that very helpful to you. We should also point out that the Christmas War Cry is available in large print versions and in Spanish and those have a, a you know a, a pretty good track record over the years since we initiated those issues. So those are very targeted uh, copies of the Christmas issue that can use be used for you know populations that would appreciate the large print newspaper feel um, and the Spanish uh, outreach as well. I know my dad always appreciates the large print version of of the War Cry and. He asked me, how come we're not doing that on every issue? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I was told right. well, it's kind of old money thing. But we do produce over over 1.5 million issues, copies. About, yeah, about just under a million. Um, and we should point out that copies are still available if people need to order them. We do have a reserve on, on hand, for instances, where people might have another an additional need or can use them in a new way. So they can, you can reach out if you'd like to get in, um, your hands on some of these special issues of the Christmas War Cry. Uh, just drop us a note uh, at thewarcry.org, and we can get you set up and help you uh, discover uh, these magazines. Also, you can, see, you can subscribe, Jeff, to the magazine. It's only a buck a month. It's 12 right. bucks. So It's a deal. It's a real, real deal. Uh, it can come to you, if, and if you can't go by your sal local Salvation Army, and we believe it's in almost every Salvation Army center across the country, you can get it for free. Um, and we also have it online at thewarcry.org. Uh, every issue is uh, there for you. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. We also encourage you to subscribe to our newest podcast, which is The Battle Line. We've mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast. Our, our youth secretary and editor of Peer Magazine, The Satterleys, doing a great job along with our producer, Elizabeth. We hope and encourage you to give that one 
a listen as well. And don't forget to follow The War Cry at thewarcry.org. Also, Peer Magazine at peermag.org. We're busy here. We're having a happy time, and we love God, and we love the work that the Salvation Army is doing, and we hope that you find hope and joy during this holiday season. Until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.